If you like talking. Women. Ladies. Men. Topic. Conversations. And occasional uninformed politics. Multiple, Multiple talking, talking women is for you. you. Hit it! host, Lana Brown. And I'm your co-host, Felicity Bramblebush. And, and welcome, welcome to Multiple Talking, Talking Women. Women. All right, we our guest today is just bursting at the seams with joy. Mm-hmm. It's true. She's properly moisturized, which is of ultimate importance to me. Mm-hmm. You know her and you love her, but you might not know all about her, and we're going to get to know that today. Her name is Mayam Bialik. Mayam Bialik in the flesh is sitting us. Yeah. Sitting us. <laughs> is no, sitting no. with us today, and we couldn't be more thrilled. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. What's Mayim. going on with your words today, Felicity? I'm worried. I'm really, I've had a lot of black tea oh mm-hmm. so my am i am an avid listener to your podcast so i have to say i'm feeling all the feels right now because you marry this brilliant smartness with this vulnerability of enabling to share things then people go away thinking i learned something but then also like wow she's human and maybe i don't have to hate myself so much anymore because she loves herself and she's been through a lot and she cares about people so some of those things are true. Okay. <laughs> okay. She's pretty tough on herself. I think. I'm very I'm very hard on myself, but but I do appreciate um the acknowledgement of that combination of kind of like I know some things, but also I'm really vulnerable and I'm going to share them. And yeah, that's what we do at My Alex Breakdown, in case people want to check it out. Yeah, you should. Have you always felt so comfortable sharing your vulnerability? See, here we go again. Have you always felt so Is comfortable? <laughs> Seems like it. Yeah. Sharing your vulnerabilities. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I've always been comfortable with it, but, um, you know, when I, when I started the the podcast that I do, like the idea was like, wow, there's a really scary time in the world and things yeah. feel really uncertain and I'm not going to pretend like it feels okay. Like this feels nuts. So mm. kind of, I guess, started from there, but, um, you know, I think all of us have vulnerability mm. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Sure. No, I, I think the thing with vulnerability and sharing is that when you share it, it's like, okay, there's nothing scary lurking. And for people who act like everything's perfect, then what's behind the curtain? Right. It's, oh, the, wor- not the always, worst stuff. Right, the worst mm. stuff. We know Felicity's got some secrets. <laughs> yeah. You know I do. I know you do. You know I do. But I'm I'm getting better at talking about them, yeah, aren't I? That's great. That's I've, true. So, Maya, we recently had an incredible interview with Kyla Pratt, who is one of your colleagues on the program called yes. Cat. Huge fan. Both of you have something in common because you were working when you were children. When you were children. This is true. Well, I want to talk about yeah. pumpkin head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that okay? I That was my first job. That was your first job. Yeah, that had a it. major impact <laughs> on me. That was a ter- uh, is a horror film. Yes. Was it scary so for you Winston as a film. kid? Were you scared? No, I was I had five lines. Mm. I was Wallace I think I had two lines actually. I was Wallace kid number 5. Mm. And uh, what I remember is that we filmed it out in like Palmdale or Lancaster mm-hmm. and I hot. got to be like it was very hot. Mm. I was covered in dirt. Um it was uh, it was my very first job though, and my parents said that I could throw a little party in the park. Oh. If, so I had a little party, and the invitations, which we sent out by mail because it was a million years ago, yeah. had a little pumpkin stamp on them. But oh. it wasn't pumpkin time. Like, it they, wasn't the fall. Did they say, Mayim, if you get this <laughs> land, this roll on pumpkin head, 
You get a party in a park. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Well, it wasn't like you only get to have a party if you get a, a part. It was mm-hmm. like just something. And we didn't think I'd get I got a job like a month after I started acting. We thought it would be a minute. Bingo. Yeah. So then my parents were like, okay, we're having a party. It was at Fairfax High, like at that, yeah. you know, just like the. Do you remember any of your lines of Pumpkinhead? No. Wow. <laughs> I really don't. God, Felicity's face is so disappointed. I feel like. Do you w- remember any yeah. of my lines from Pumpkinhead? I feel like there was one that was like, oh my God. That man's a pumpkin. No, that's not what I said. Nope. You made that up. No. That pumpkin's going to kill me. Nope. Still no. I was not in a scary scene. It was broad daylight. Wow. Whose idea was it to get into acting, you or your parents? Um, I liked uh, school plays. Mm. And I wasn't afraid of auditioning, which most kids are afraid of auditioning. And when people hear that, they're like, oh, you were that girl? I wasn't that girl who's like, I'm the best. I was like, teacher, I need your attention, Mm -hmm. and I want to make you happy. Mm -hmm. And that was very comfortable to me. So I I knew that kids were on TV, and I was like, maybe there's something I could do. And my parents didn't have the heart to be like, no one looks like you on television. Mm. (laughs) Like, you look like Bette Midler and Barbara Streisand is what they said. But then they were like, but we'll see if anybody bites. And about a year later, I was cast playing... The young Bette Midler in right. Beaches. Wow. But before then, people on television, you know, you're all the colors of the and, rainbow. And when I was, people didn't look people like People said me. to me once, I was at a concert in high school, and someone said, are you that girl from Blossom? <laughs> really? Yeah. So you get it. I totally get wow. it, because we have some similar roots intertwined in the back. Now, <laughs> well, Lana, can, I have a question. We do. Lana. I, I like the intertwined in the back. I, well, we don't I know. ask Lana a question when she mentioned being in a play where you just frothing at the mouth to talk about your son? <laughs> yes, again. I was. Yes, that's right. And I did Her son was in a <laughs> musical last night, and she can't. It's all oh. we've heard about. He was in Greece. He played Danny. Wow. He inherited. He didn't inherit my woven looks. He was born blonde, which woven was a little bit looks. of a surprise. <laughs> So, but we don't have to talk about me because this is about you. And I want to, I want to segue real quick because that was a huge moment that she just said though, because she was a groundbreaker that people didn't look like her. Yeah. Right. And like, you're, it makes me want to say fuck you to the other people. Well, you know, that's this one way to go about it. You know, I mean, I definitely felt and, and the auditioning process is is rigorous you know Mm -hmm. no matter what Mm -hmm. but i definitely you know had a very early experience of i don't look or act like these other kids and i'm probably not gonna have success because that seems to be the way to be Mm -hmm. um and you know i had my own kind of success so it's obviously you know yes like be your own person but Mm -hmm. let's just also be honest in the scope of the world you know be like marching to the beat of your own drummer can also be like scary and like a little lonely and like yeah. you're usually called a weirdo on the way. I'm I'm picking up something. Um, it's reminding me a lot of our our previous guest, uh, Kyla Pratt, actually, who also just really enjoyed this auditioning mm-hmm. process. And there's just something so joyous and authentic and alive about her, and she enjoys it, and I and get the same feeling from you, can I, Mayim, can I, Yala, and I think, again, this why? is probably why you have a continuing success. It's because of this delicious, delicious energy that you all put in the world. It's knocking wow. me out, and I think it's knocking me out because I... We get it. It's delicious, it's, delicious. It's blowing my Sounds mind today that you, like, you know what it is? women who love themselves and are not afraid to be themselves. They both, they Come both on. went at the auditions by saying, "I have something to offer you." She said, "Teacher, 
I'm going to do my audition right. for you. Will you listen to me? It's the opposite of what we did when mm. after Cats after in Simi Valley, we tried mm. it. That's right. One mm. audition. And I looked in the mirror and said, I fucking hate you, you piece of garbage loser. Because <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> because I was thinking I needed them. You know what? I Actually, need them. I have a cat story. Oh, let's hear we it. We did cats in my fifth grade play. That is ambitious. Ooh, what part were you? So I wanted to be the Rum Tum Tugger. Oh. And I had my audition already. There was some commercial at that time that was popular that I memorized, did a dance routine. There's pictures of me practicing in wow. my mother's like little leopard kind of nightgown. Oh. Not sexy. Like it was long well, sleeves. Your and mom long... was trying no, to no, do it. No, it wasn't. Yeah. And I had my hair all done. And I was like, I'm going to get this part. I was so Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> and um, I did not get the part. <gasps> Taewon Kim got the part. Ooh. And Taewon was a boy, and I was like, well, okay, the, in Broadway it was played by a boy, but still, oh. I think I should have gotten it. But I remember being in the bathroom, looking in the mirror, crying, because like I wanted it so bad, yes. and I felt horrible, and it was like all the people who had, like, we had just found out who got what part, we were all crying in the bathroom. Oh. It was terrible. What but then I, I did get to play Jane and Mary Poppins the next year, and that oh. felt What did you play in Cats, though? Sometimes cats don't have a name. Oh. Yeah, that's what they were. <laughs> they were just jellicle cats. But tell us about I was. It. I was mm -hmm. a jellicle cat. Mm -hmm. I did get to be the, the opening cat who okay. sings the... However, Ms. Drake, my, my drama teacher, who I credit literally with, you know, being, myself... Being here in the podcast today. She cast me as one of the backup singers and dancers for oh. the Rum Tum Tugger number. Oh. Because she was teaching a very oh. specific... Less, and it was hard. Mm. I had to watch Taewon Kim prancing around. But so is Taewon on a podcast right now? <laughs> I don't know. What's Taewon doing? Yeah, yeah, that's I bet a he was great terrible. Taewon, so he was That was your first good. taste oh, okay. of rejection. That was definitely my first taste of rejection. Wow. What do you do? So now that you're an adult, if you, yeah. if you, what do you do when you, when there's a rejection? How do you get yourself out of a crappy place? So well, I'll tell you what my mother used to tell me, mm -hmm. which was that everyone's jealous of you, and you know mm. that doesn't yeah. really work when you're like, I really don't think that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. But now I tell myself that there's there is something different, and I I don't always necessarily know if it's better. But there's something different that's for me, and yeah. this was not it. Mm. Also very similar to our mm -hmm. previous guest. Mm -hmm. Starting to see that the way to success is not what Felicity and I have been <laughs> <laughs> Because the been desperate for <laughs> approval. <laughs> learning I'd like a little approval right now if today. I could get it, because I am the one who brought my Ambialectus podcast. Because yes, I, good to see you okay, again. Okay, take the mic. Because Paula? I worked on her property. I trimmed her shrubs. Oh. That sounds like that a, sounds something you say when you're talking about something sexual. else. Well, Trimming no. Her actual mind. shrubs, I kept them mm. trim. Yep. Mm. So she could see out her windows. Oh, used a little scissor. I use, yeah, I don't use regular. I, I don't use regular clippers. I use scissors. <laughs> Just mm. fine work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do fine work on those There shrubs. was that time you tried to come in and have a cup of coffee with me in the morning. That's not okay. No. I don't know. I could smell it. Yep. And she said, no, thank you. Okay. So yeah. she wouldn't let you in, but she said yes to coming to She do... said, yeah, well, I was relentless. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And she finally said yes. Well, you so know, that's why she's Setting here. a boundary is not the hard thing. Holding it is. That's oh, right. God. That's Isn't true. that the truth? And yeah, now true. you do so many things. But one of the things that it's knocking me right on my keister is hosting Jeopardy. Jeopardy. That's mm -hmm. right. And what do you have to say to all of the people that say, a woman can't host Jeopardy. Apparently she can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she's doing it. Right. So, yeah. Well, look, I think the it's been 
this feels like a safe place to talk about it with mm-hmm. you women. Sure. Yeah. Multiple Please. talking There's women. Multiple talking Multiple women. talking women. You know, uh, men and women don't have to be the same. Mm. But they're also not that different. Mm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I... Uh, I try and I, I try not to get too caught up in a lot of the questions and discussion around it, but women can can say words. Mm-hmm. We can deliver lines. Sometimes we can be professional. And smart. We can, they can be mm-hmm. they can be smart. They can be funny. Um, and you know, I uh, I don't. I I know there's been a lot of attention to like what do you wear because it's true as a man you don't really like when when yes. men are out there right. men like they wear I don't know do I even think about what Ken Jennings wears no nope. I mean I see his closet it's some suits and ties you and see his dresses. closet we share a dressing room uh-huh. I mean we're never there together think about it okay when I'm there he's not mm. and when he's there so sometimes I, we leave notes. I thought about it now yeah. I understand so we we literally have a mm. dressing room where you know and I he must look at my side of the room and be like oh she got a lot of blazers. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, which he's welcome to. I wear rotate three blazers. So there you I, go. You know that's what you do. You how the blazers work. You never rotate um, pants. But a lot of a lot of attention is paid, you know, to women and what we look like and Ugh. what we wear. So you know, trying to find a, a way to not have that be the the thing that everybody talks about because mm-hmm. the most important thing about hosting Jeopardy is the contestants, you know, mm. not the mm-hmm. host. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I enjoy about Jeopardy is that, you know, I get to I learn every day that I'm there. I get to learn all do sorts. You have of to things. know everything. The answers? I don't have to know everything, but I have to be able to pronounce everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> do you like learning new things? Because my goal in life is to stop, to <laughs> not have to learn anything Same. Uh, that, that's the first thing we have in common. I think it's a fast road to hell. A lot of work. I, I like to learn new things. Mm. She, her brain is already also neuroscientist. It's, <laughs> my brain, her is, brain a, is a My brain is a neuroscientist. Basically, who got the degree? <laughs> Her brain? Yeah. All right, I guess. Yeah, it's not giving her a <laughs> lot of credit. It's say it. That's all well, I'm saying. Surprise. I, I it's better like, than... I didn't her like... whole body take her to her <laughs> classes? I guess her legs walked her there. Okay. I like learning new things. And also, you know, we I get to meet new contestants every mm. game. And I have to say, mm. like, I get a little card with all the fun facts about them. Oh. And that's often my favorite part of every episode. Because wow. sometimes they've got facts, like... Name me three things you'd put on your card if you were a contestant on Jeopardy. Ooh, she's talking to Lana. Um, okay, one is a longer sentence. Creams, oils, lotions, <laughs> salves, and ointments are that's, my platform. Is that life. one? Is that number one, or is that all of them? No, that's all the the load. The the moisture is important. Okay, okay, okay that's one. Great. Two. And I would talk to you about that as the host. And by the way, everybody already knows that, so that's not a new. Not fact. everybody. Okay. Two. I recently had a hysterectomy. Okay. And that's when they take your, they take your, they cut She's your. She's a neuroscientist, and, and then they sew sew yeah. you up, so you're like Raggedy Andy or Raggedy <laughs> yeah. Ann. You, what do you say? You say you have a, you're inside, you're just a sock. It's like a sock upside down, because mm-hmm. they take the cervix out. So at the top, there's no more cervix. It's like a sock. It's like sewing, and that's true. And then the third is, um, what do I want people to know about me? That just because I'm friends with her doesn't mean I agree with her politics. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what are your three things? My three things are how I'm desperately, desperate to age myself. <laughs> her husband is a gerontophile. That's right. Okay. My husband is aroused by el- the elderly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that well, he's more people just need to know about that. Two, yeah. you have 12 children. I have 12 children. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. <laughs> Randy, Joseph, Candy, Joseph, and the list goes on. And number three, 
That's all we have time for. Yeah. And the list, and the list goes on, and one of them is missing. Oh, that's a good third one. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actively searching for him. Um, now, do you ever get a contestant on the show and you think. I wanted to know um, your three, but we can save nah, it for later. Nobody cares. Oh, I, I do. But I have this hot, hot question. Yes. No, ask the hot question. Do you ever get a contestant on the show and think, hmm, that's not very bright? <laughs> Oh. No, because they have to like pass a test to actually them. get. Oh, I, I didn't realize. But this. I will say that sometimes we do have contestants who do what I imagine I would do if I was a contestant on Jeopardy, and they kind of freeze. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mm. I mean, even sometimes it's just for a little bit. But because like, just because you can, you get pass a test, out and, and it's it's very it's very stressful. No, but most of our, um, I would say, all of our contestants have a level of um, information in their in their brains that far surpasses what any of us even collectively could imagine. Wow. It's a very special group of people. And, you know, I went to, to college and grad school, but this is another level of information in their brains. Wow. And I'm just, I really, I really am awed by them. Wow. Hmm. I have a question. Okay, fine. Transition. <laughs> it's a transition type of question. <laughs> Off to something new. I know um, what transition means, but thank thanks you. for clarifying. <laughs> um... As They Made Us oh, is a movie uh, you mm. wrote, produced, and directed. Yep. Uh, it's very good. She comes in today. I'm in tears. All emotions. She I'm is in goddamn tears. She has been weeping. And and we've never seen her express things. And I've never expressed any emotion here. Um, what was that experience like? All of it. T talk about it. It was everything. a big question. You know, I, I, did, a, I did a very... Um, I did a very brave thing. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and name it as brave. That's right. Brave. In that I, I had never written a screenplay before. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I actually um, asked uh, Jim Rash, someone who I know through yeah. the ground, I asked him if he would write it. Oh. <laughs> I told him my idea. Oh. And I said, you wrote an amazing movie. Can you write this? And he said, no. <laughs> and what he said was, this is your story to tell. Mm. And I said, mm, but I could just tell you some things and then you'll write it. Mm. And he said, no. And so um, I sat and I wrote my, um, you know, I, I discovered that what I really love is locking myself in a hotel room and not having to see anyone or talk to anyone. Oh, is that true? You went and got a hotel I room? I went and, Ooh. I mean, I wrote it in, so I had little kids, so sure. I wrote it in several pieces, but I had a couple stints and I wasn't gone long, but, you know, I would get a, a hotel room with two beds and I had all my note cards of all the beats mm. and I would line them up on one bed and just order in like, I'm vegan, so it's not that interesting, like pasta and french fries. At that time, I was drinking a little red wine mm. and I would just write. This sounds like, really good. It, it was, sounds like heaven. And I was like, this mm. is what it feels like. It felt like that's all I wanted to do. So I'd say the most kind of cathartic process was the writing mm. and then the notion of like all the other stuff that is involved in making your first film was uh, kind of nuts. You know, we ended up having Dustin Hoffman and Candace Bergen starring in it. That's crazy. And huge Simon Helber from Big All Bang incredible. Theory. And, I don't know if uh, you know Diana this, but those are huge stars. Mm -hmm. Also, Julian Gant, who um, is a, a God, Groundling, who was him. also on Call Me Cat with me and Kyla. He played, you know, opposite Dustin Hoffman, and I got to, you know, uh, direct him. And you so did it. I, I did it. Uh, I filmed it, you know, it was COVID times, was and that was crazy. Was it hard to direct? Was it directing hard? Directing is hard. Mm. And you have children. Did you I, feel like you <laughs> actually birthed this? Yes. Yes. I would say it feels like, um, it, it does. It feels like 
creating, you're creating something and you're incubating it and mm -hmm. um, you're feeding it. Mm -hmm. And it, we filmed it in New Jersey and it was like a million and a half degrees. Um, and, you know, we were often like shut down for electrical storms and things like that that happened on the wow. East Coast. And it was, um, being a director is not just about like watching people act and being like, say it this way. Mm. It's about knowing everything about this thing that mm -hmm. in my case I had written. You know, I can't imagine directors who didn't write what they're directing. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't feel like I would care mm -hmm. as much, but mm -hmm. I'm sure you managed to. But yeah, it's knowing what costumes people wear and um, you know, who the hair and makeup people are and what the props department needs mm -hmm. and set design. Like it's knowing everything and um, you know, having an entire crew of people who believe in creating mm. a visual representation mm. of a set of emotions, you wow. know? And that's an incredible A visual team. representation of a set of emotions. I just want to put that there because it's really beautifully that's, said. That's a really beautifully said. I thing. mean, this is an audio representation of a lot of emotions, what we're doing here. Ooh, that's how oh, she keeps going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Candace Bergen in that was it, yeah. so good and so annoying. Is that Murphy Brown? Yeah, that's Murphy yes, Brown. Yes, Murphy Brown. Brown. I know who she is. Murphy Brown. Oh, she sure. grew up with Dustin Hoffman, IRL, in real life. Oh, that was Their families were them. friends. Hmm. And so it was really cute. Like, if he was released before her, because she was in a lot of scenes, mm -hmm. he, she'd be like, Dustin's leaving. And he'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm heading up to, is Candy done? No, Dustin. She's going to have to go mm -hmm. home separate today. Oh, that's cute. That's very sweet. But she was, um, that was a hard character that I wrote. And I made sure to tell my real life mother, mm. you know, this is a character I wrote. This is not you. I was going to ask that. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is not you. And she said, well, she said, I always was passing for Gentile. So I'm glad it's Candace. Oh, Brown that's me. amazing. My oh mother my was blonde and, and had bright green eyes. And wow. Shiksa. She looked like, I mean, so yeah. in the 1940s, they were like, who is this child? Because she's Eastern European. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she was like, no, as, that's not, as Candace Bergen playing. Oh, my God. Ah. I was like, but it's not you. Uh -huh. But that's, um, there's, some, there's some real heartbreaker scenes, you know. What um, was it like the first time uh, you showed it to her? I met her. Um, at one of those like fancy Beverly Hills hotels where people like Candace Bergen are like, meet me here. Oh. And um, Beverly Hills hotel. <clears throat> so she was she was wearing polka dots, and I was oh. like, my mother loves polka dots. Oh, this wow. is so perfect. Um, and she she said what Dustin said when I first met him. I mean, I literally sat next to Dustin Hoffman, who had no idea who I was, had mm. never seen mm. Big I, Bang Theory. I can't believe this. And he and he said to me like, how'd you get into writing? How'd you get oh. into directing? So Candace Bergen knew who I was. I had been on Murphy Brown when I was 13 years old. Mm. I had one episode after Beaches, and she said what you wrote really moved me oh, in so a very nice. specific way. And I would like to do this. Oh, wow. Jeez. It was nuts. I yeah. mean, but Dustin Hoffman was like so. So how'd you get into directing? And I was like, what well, did you answer? I said, well, Mr. Hoffman, this is my first film. Yeah. <laughs> but then did you tell him who you are a little well, bit? Well, I mean, he, I he think, figured it out yeah, at some point. Yeah, I, I mean, hope. and when he met Simon Helberg, you mm -hmm. know, from Big Bang Theory, who was the first person I cast in my head. Like, mm -hmm. I knew if I write this movie, Simon Helberg is going to play the brother character. So the first day that he and Simon, the first scene that we filmed was a very physical, it was a, a a scene that had violence and a lot of movement and mm -hmm. choreography, and it was an insane scene. And he and Simon were just a perfect match as actors. Wow. And uh, and Dustin's like, he's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and I said, yeah, so this, this kid's going places. In that scene, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman's smirk, mm. he's 
violent, but he's got a little smirk like yeah. try me. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. This Oof. this is blowing my mind and doesn't bode well for you and I, Lana, <laughs> that someone who has been in the entertainment industry mm -hmm. for <laughs> several decades are being asked who are, who are they? Who are they? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's okay. I give up on that part of things. But, you know, everybody has compartmentalized mm -hmm. knowledge in the industry. And also when you talk to an actor like Dustin Hoffman, like... We actually had him on our podcast, and he talked oh. all about like what being an actor was like. You know, when he was, you know, growing up as an actor in like the fifties, like you were sent to psychotherapy was part of your training mm. because the notion was you cannot be a performer unless you know yourself at such a deep level. I know wow. everyone should have to do that. I mean, I wow. think everyone needs therapy, but especially the actors. I agree, but we still keep learning. I now, don't need it, but transitional I do think most people do. Transitioning time. You to speaking of a sound effect when you transition, like doo -doo -doo -doo. The sound no, just transition. Transition. <laughs> That's the effect. You have kids. You don't have to talk about them and air their dirty laundry. <laughs> I have a thirty. Thir I mean, I have a sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sixteen-year-old boy. I'm gonna ask you a quick question. I do have a cervix still. All right, mm. lucky. It's you. not a competition. Congratulations. But it, it's still in there. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um. We're three for four. There's a time when, <laughs> there's a time when, as being a mother to a, a person of this age, you're really close to them. They're on you. They're cuddle you. They're with you. They're, they're cute. They're all of this. Then there comes a time when they look at you like you're disgusting. It's I, your smell. Okay, because I do. I <laughs> do know that. Is that science? There, Okay, so yeah, okay. there's a thing and about you both smell. share something similar where your your children uh, slept with you in bed for a long time. Yes, yeah. yes. But there's a thing. Of, I mean, yes, and mm -hmm. okay. separate from that. Yeah. Okay. So apparently, with boys and their mothers in particular, oh there's God. a like a pheromone. You know, it's a mm. oh a silent God. smell that creates a necessary distance because if you think we're primates, right? So like I know you, this part. I yes. didn't know the smell part. Yes. I I have heard, and then I want to hear more about this because you're blowing my mind. Yeah. Basically, we're primal people, right? We're, so we're, if yes. we were the cavemen, he's got to be grossed out by his mom. Hundo. Because he has to not have sex with someone in that family. Wow, mm. it just became about sex. Well, basically, he well, can't, he, he can't uh, create new humans. Okay, so hold on. So the re the repulsion to the mother yes. is, t is, is more... <laughs> I like your No, no, I want to hear this. This is the best thing I've ever heard. Good I mean, I do like when, when you go straight to incest. Right. The repulsion is about an individuation process that okay. is not necessarily sexual in nature. I thought it was about breeding. So, well, but it's it's largely about the, and again, this is a gendered conversation, mm -hmm. so forgive me. That's We're talking, okay. you know, the males typically mm -hmm. in in primate species n need to have a a period of breaking away from the mother oh. so that they can become. Hunters. Hunters. Oh. Hunters and explorers and adventurers. Because, mm -hmm. again, these are gendered things, but we are still wired for that kind of separation. Be because that, that process, I mean, you know, an Oedipus and, you know, Oedipus Rex and things mm -hmm. like that. Yes. And, and Freudian theory goes more into what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But in, in general, we, we do need that separation. They can't want to yeah. say, I'm going to stay with my mom forever. Correct. Because then there's no more human well, species. Well, you know, there probably was always a guy in the village like yes. that who was like, I'm just going to pick berries well, with the ladies. I yeah, have a man in know? my house like this. <laughs> yeah. Actually. You do? Who, I wonder who is. if it means that I, was I, there was a time when I hated my mother. 
<laughs> despised her. Mm. So I wonder if sometimes it happens for could be women. with someone like you. Someone you needed like to hunt. Have you? Yeah. I needed a hunt. But this makes it all. This makes hunt. me feel so much better because there's been tears. Yeah. There's been feeling like I'm well, a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know. Well, also, you know, my mine are 17 and uh. and 14, and my older one was starting to look at at college, yes. and you know, I started realizing like. I have seen, you know, I've seen movies and television and real life humans oh. who make their children and boys who make their sons in particular feel guilty for leaving their mom. Mm. And I and I said to myself, Ooh. I'm going to actively not do that. Yeah. Mm. I because I don't think it's good for his development as a human it's not, to have but... to worry about. But so I started thinking, I'm going to act like a person who's OK. Like, I'm going to act as if. Right. Mm -hmm. I know. And I'm going to I'm going to act like. It, you you're gonna make your own decisions, and if you end up going the back east, that's gonna be your journey. And I oh. I'm I, the more I say it and oh. act it, the more I I'm gonna mm. start believing it. I feel like you and I might need the time alone to talk about this. Maybe one any time. time alone with your son, and I don't mean that in a creepy <laughs> <No>. way. <laughs> so I said to my son because I'm also want him to be mentally healthy, right? Yes. So I said to him, he's talking about places and colleges. Mm. I say, and just so you know. I want you to go anywhere, even though inside Good. it's like crumbling. <laughs> I want you to go anywhere that you want to go to. And his response is, well, good, because that's what I'm going to do. Sorry. <laughs> you know, but it's hard. Did you it's, slap him? It's is hard. She's always trying to tell me when he gets, you know, Some, no. Sometimes you need to give It's hard. It's hard. It's, <laughs> it's heartbreaking because sometimes. this creature comes from your that's body. Right. Mm -hmm. You give them everything you have. You give them you your You give them wings so you they literally can fly. Gave him, oh. You literally gave your uterus because of this <laughs> child. I know, but then where are you? And then you have gone. to find whatever. We don't need to get into it. No, now. it's very, it's very. I guess uh, they had this podcast to keep me afloat. Well, my son is. Um, Which one? I have seven sons. Mm. I have one that is eight years old. And Malachi. He, Malachi. And wants to marry me. Yeah, well, that happens wedding. at that age, but it changes fast. That's what I'm saying. Right. Enjoy it while us. Get a couple of rings. <laughs> and a couple of rings. Wedding rings. No. Okay. <sighs> wow. Mayim's knowledge of things that actually really matter is blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's, I know. That people can, like, think it about in their life. It seems like a waste on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, transition. Transition. We're coming up to that time oh. where um, it's game time. Oh. oh. What game are we playing, Bala? Now we're going to play Mind Meld. Okay. Oh. Okay. okay. We tried it once and it went too fast. So we're going to try it again. <laughs> Mind Meld is two people in the group yep. are going to say a word. Okay. And then you're going to see if you can think of a word that matches those two words. What does match mean? Like if you get the word. I guess explain it differently. There's no right answer. <laughs> okay, so great. You if go it's. Ahead. Um, uh, croissant okay. and um, uh, fireman. What do those two words make you think of? Oh, if a anything? word that connects. A word, a word yeah. that connects connect those them. two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Melds them as, as Melds it were. Melds them as it were. Yeah, but it's, okay. it's to your brain. There's no right or wrong. Yeah, no, no. Oh, I get if it. You have, oh, and then if you have a word, you say, hey, ladies. Okay. And then someone else is going to say, hey, lady. And then you're going to say one, two, three, and you're going to see if you can match the, the word. The object match of the game word. is to say the same word as this, another you're gonna, person. And then That's you're a different keep, game. No, you, then you keep going until you find a match. Oh, so this is this is the same game? It's yeah. the same game. Until I don't you like find how, a match. But you know what? Hey, I don't like how any of you explained it. <laughs> well, I know the game. I did a bad job. Yeah. All right, ready? And before we do the game, can yeah. we have her on maybe multiple more times? <laughs> 
Yeah, I booked her. Be a recurring the whole guest. I, I booked have her the a whole therapist, week. but this is this. You is, feel like you're getting more than you helping. get from your therapist. Yeah, it's sure. like it's like she's like the pill you take when your antidepressant isn't working. It's like maybe try this. It'll I know make where, your pill work. I know where she lives. That's how I got her here today. I <laughs> oh, just kept showing up on perfect. her front door. Okay, so. but there's okay. a restraining order. Well, I could respect that. All <laughs> right, who's gonna start? I'll risk it. I'll start. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. One, two, two three. three. Earrings. Socks. Sock and earrings. Ooh. Sock and earrings. Hey ladies. hey, ladies. What? One, two, two three. Wardrobe. Wardrobe and accessories. Mm. Um, hey, um, ladies. Hey, ladies. One, two, three. Fashion. Ooh, fashion and Fashion belt. and belt. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. Ooh. One, two, three. Style. Taylor Swift. Ooh. Taylor oh, she's Swift a song. and style. Oh. <gasps> Okay. okay, Taylor Swift, this is very, getting very close. Hey, ladies. <laughs> hey, ladies. One, two, three. Sequins. Sequins and what? Song. Oh, sequins and song. I felt like it diverged. Sequins and song. That's what happens. Uh, hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. One, One two, two, three. Share. Disco ball. Share <gasps> and disco oh. ball. One, One two, two. Wait, sorry. One, One two, two, three. Celine Dion. Oh, Celine Dion. Oh, wait, and 70s. ladies, ladies, hey, ladies. Seventies uh, so, and Celine Dion. And Celine Dion. <gasps> she has a big. one. I know she's got a big one. So I want to. Someone else has to have it. Seventies mm. and Celine Dion. It can't be. My heart will go on. Hey, no, don't say it. I'm gonna say so. I know it's not it, but it's all okay. I got. One, one, two, three. Titanic. Oh, mm. Titanic. Oh, Titanic. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, pantsuit Titanic. Hey, hey ladies. One, two, three. Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, what? what did you start to say? <laughs> luggage. Luggage, luggage and Leonardo. Leonardo DiCaprio and luggage. Um, also, love to have him on the show. Don't hey, ladies. <laughs> luggage and hey, luggage. ladies. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, ladies. One, two, three. Kate Premier. Winslet. Oh, Ooh, Premier Kate and Winslet. Kate Winslet. Premier, but we already said that in movies. We can't okay. Okay. Hey, ladies. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies. One, two, three, red Gowns. carpet. Ooh. Gown and red carpet. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. One, two, three, Academy Awards. Yes, we're calling it. We're calling it. We're calling it. Will do. That'll do. Thank you to say a thank you to my umbilic for That was not nearly long enough. I want to put you in a box. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, let's get her in a box. If I had a nickel. I normally don't trust women with so much information, but you're different. You're different. Thank you so much. Thank you. Multiple Talking Women is hosted by Lauren Burns, Ariane Price, and Lisa Shurga, and produced by Carafano and Amelia Misco at Stampede Ventures for the Stampede Podcast Network. Okay, I'm done now.